Welcome to the Can I Steal You for a Second podcast, a Bachelor podcast, and part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Can I Steal You for a Second? I'm Ashley Young, joined by Natalie Zamora. Natalie, how's it going? How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, it's crazy that we're three weeks into Matt season. I feel like Tasha's went by so quick, and this is going by quick already. Um, and I, it feels like we've known these ladies longer than the three weeks, though. It's my major takeaway from last night. It's funny you say that because I am usually a fan of The Bachelorette more mm-hmm. so because I like the cast of guys. Yeah. And I also feel like very connected to these women and invested and was also surprised it's only been three weeks in because I am like charmed by like they're very like down to earth and goofy and yeah. I, like no bullshit from these women. They are not going to let anything slide. And we saw a lot of that in uh, episode three which was dubbed, um, I think, by Victoria, the Sarah show. And <laughs> rightfully so, because we opened this episode with Sarah fainting at the rose ceremony. Um, have you ever locked your knees and fainted, like, at a children's <laughs> choir concert in elementary school or anything like that? Thankfully, I haven't. But I do remember I was in, like, the choir in elementary school, and our teacher would always say, like, make sure to, like, you know, move your knees, like crouch down every like few minutes and everything. And uh, it stuck with me because that's, you know, obviously what happened to Sarah. So of course, that's where my head is too. Like, oh, that poor thing. You yeah. Know, she locked her knees. These women are not sleeping. They're not eating well. Mm-hmm. They're up all night. Like it caught up to her. Yeah. And I ended last week's episode feeling bad and Things just snowballed for, I did a 180 on being a huge Sarah fan and she fainted and all of the women were like kind of calling her out. She's faking it. She's doing it for attention. And I was on my couch like yelling at the TV like, oh my God, you're so rude. She's not feeling well. And I was really taken aback by how judgmental these women were being. Yeah, I agree. I also was like, whoa, like, I think it was Anna in one of her like confessionals. She was, yeah, just complaining that Sarah fell and or fainted, almost fainted. And that, you know, she was like, oh, she already had a rose. Like, she's already fine. You know, all of us are just waiting to get our rose. And I was like, damn, like she had like a mini medical emergency. Like if she faked it, good acting because it seemed (laughs) real to me. It was so alarming. Of course, Matt runs to the rescue to go take care of her, which did make the other women jealous. But I'm sorry, if he didn't go check on her, like, that's first of all a bad look on him. But I think that's the most human and like natural reaction. So yeah, whatever that whole episode or fainting spell, whatever we want to call it happens. And we have the rose ceremony. And of course, the final rose goes to Victoria, which you know, I'm sure everyone watching was like, no. And we'll circle back to that because I'm mm-hmm. happy she stayed. <laughs> and because she, she is good TV. She's grown on yeah. me. Yeah. She's grown on me. So the, the group date. This might have <laughs> been my favorite group date in recent memory. Um, who knew that Chris Harrison, 
uh, was such a writer. Yeah. Yeah. I was shocked. I think so what happened, Ashley from the previous, uh, she was on The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, and I think Bachelor Winter Games too. So she came on and then read like a section of a book and then was like, that was written by Chris Harrison, The Perfect Letter. And I was like, hold up, immediately took out my phone to Google if that was true or not, because it sounded like a joke. And I guess it's true. And it's funny because Matt kind of said, like, our the group date is gonna like push or Chris Harrison said the group date is gonna like push you to be uncomfortable because Matt like doesn't like feeling uncomfortable. So like Chris Harrison hijacked the group date. And that was interesting. Interesting all throughout. It was bizarre because the content is obviously like romance novel but Mm -hmm. like it's something I don't know just hearing Ashley I read through it it was kind of like knowing Chris Harrison wrote it it's like he's our dad you know on this show he's he's Chris Harrison he's not there to like romance me he's there to like be the dad on the show and I was like Chris don't ruin this (laughs) romantic setting um so it did catch me off guard as well and I could not believe that he's like, okay, ladies, now it's your turn. So these women had to write their own romance, fantasies, whatever we want to call it. And the women that weren't on the group date got to sit in and listen to these renditions. And I loved every second of this date. Yeah, I actually loved it. I thought it was hilarious. And it was funny because I kept looking on Twitter to see, you know, memes or how people were reacting. And everyone was like, this is so awkward and uncomfortable. And I was like, exactly. That's why you should love it. Like, it's hilarious. And it was funny just seeing, like, how some of the women were, like, really uncomfortable and was like, I can't believe I'm going to do this. And some others, like, Victoria was like, I got this in the bag. And her entire thing was bleeped out. So I think it just showed, like, different sides to the women, which was, you know, there's not a wrong or right way to go about it. So it was just very funny. I could not believe how much got bleeped out through some of them, but which was kind of annoying. Yeah. I don't know what was said. And I think ABC needs to release like the unedited, uncensored version of these stories because we deserve to have the full experience of whatever these women wrote. Because some of them, it literally was like, okay, Victoria, you're up. Beep, 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 beep. And she sat down. Like we never got to experience that story. So I wonder if they didn't think that through. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was funny to hear the beeps, but I also like do want to hear whatever they wrote. We missed the whole story. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm sure they thought that it was going to be more of like PG, PG 13, and then some of them took it to the R level. And I thought it was hilarious. Like Matt had to go first and say his, and his was just like, we're going to cuddle. Like it was so like G rated and Q, and the girls were like, so no. <laughs> Yeah, it was just like, all right, I don't know what where you're going with this. And then the women were like, no, we're going to turn this shit up. And they did. They went all the way. I was watching with my roommate and we're like, oh, like Matt's going to go first. Like, you know, he has production on his side. We mm-hmm. were ready for him to like come out of his shell. And I feel like I've said this the last couple of weeks. There's part of me that's very charmed by how like normal he seems and awkward and unsure but there's also part of me that leans on the lead to like have like this confidence and mm. swagger. Yeah. Like, All right, here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> he was just like, you know, I pulled back her suit and kissed on her hairline and we had to like pause the TV. We're like, her suit? Like, what are we talking about here? Your hairline? What hairline? We were so lost by his writing. So 
another week, another <laughs> Matt just being a goofball. Um, so I was, I was a little disappointed by his. Yeah. I also was like, what suit? What do you mean her suit? And all the women were like, Ooh. And I was like, what? I don't know what's happening. I was like, all right, skip yours. It's fine. <laughs> Go to the next. That is, on my mind, <laughs> I was really outnumbered immediately like thought like work suit like dress pants Hillary Clinton pantsuit like the least yeah. sexy thing in the world and everyone was like no they mean swimsuit and we were arguing uh, over that I totally thought it was like business suit like just okay, got home from work you. <laughs> that's what I said and they're like what's sexy about that and I was like nothing yeah I'm sorry <laughs> his word choice was bad like it didn't set it up so it was a really good group day. I loved it. Um, and again, I think it gave us a chance to really like see these women come out of their shells. And maybe that's why I'm so invested after three episodes. Yeah. Um, but of course, that was short lived because Sarah decides she wants to be moody again. Um, and again, you know, I understand <laughs> how draining this process is. I'm sure I would be crying like day one. But she wasn't on this group date, and as they venture off, she's, like, tearing up in the corner. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't understand that, like, you know what you signed up for. You know your love interest is going to be going on dates and pursuing other women in front of you. What? Why do these women come on the show, or, or men, and they're shocked by that notion? It drives me up a wall. I know. I agree with you, especially with something like this. It's not like he was making out with all of them. It was just, like, stupid. Like, I guess it was, you know, some of it was super dirty talk. But they were all just, like, having fun with it, and all of them were doing it. I don't think it was, like, an intimate moment for any of them. And she just freaked the hell out. She really freaked out. She was like, you know, this is all the all the cliches. This is really hard for me, blah, blah, blah. And again, I was like, oh, maybe she's just having a moment. We've mm-hmm. all been there, right? You're embarrassed by how emotional you get. But it continues. And she's like literally avoiding the women in the house, like sulking up in her room to the point where later when the group date has like their cocktail reception, Sarah crashes the cocktail reception as he's talking to Katie one-on-one because she just needs, there's things weighing on her heart. Like everything is so dramatic for Sarah that she interrupts the date. I, my jaw was on the ground. I was like, this girl acts like she's so stressed and like uncertain. And she has just no problem like moving all the chess pieces around. Agreed. Agreed. And it's not like she was on the verge of like being sent home. So she could have waited the next day to talk to Matt about it. I'm sure, you know, she was stressing out and upset, but like sleep on it, then decide what you're going to do. Like she kind of just like barged in there. And obviously, you know, Katie was like, what the hell? I I haven't spoken to him at all. Like, of course, Sarah got a one-on-one date with Matt in the previous episode. And Katie is one of the women that we haven't seen have, you know, any special moments with Matt. So I was like, leave. Why Why are you going in there? Like, no, 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 not good. This is where I officially <laughs> dropped Sarah from my priority list and Katie just like moved up the ranks. Because Katie was like, okay, whatever. And she, Katie goes back to the other women and they're like, no, like she's, Sarah has had one-on-one. Katie, that's your time. Go back. And of course, Katie, the wonderful unfiltered individual that she is, runs back and is like, hey, can you leave and it turns into this weird you know five more minutes and katie's like two more minutes 
And, you know, I was like, oh, this is going to get awkward. So eventually Matt and Sarah kiss and then he goes back to his, you know, group date. But she apologized. She has the audacity to apologize to the women. Like, I just wanted you to hear it from me. And (laughs) I was really put off by it. She just acts like she's always like, you know, this like gracious individual. I wanted you to hear it from me first. Mm -hmm. If you wanted, you should have consulted them first before you interrupted the date. Yeah, I appreciated the apology, but it was also, like, I'm pretty sure somebody said, like, well, you already did it, so, like, what is this really? It's just, like, to try to save face and look good, like, it was kind of weird. I feel like if I was in that situation, like, I understand, like, it's a game, so sure, go ahead and go try to steal him, but also it's, like, it's too awkward to apologize when, like, you're not sorry, it just happened. It's not like you had time to reflect on it and was like, oh, I regret that. It was like, no, just go home. Oh, my God, that's such a good point that it truly was to save face. Like, no reflection. Are you truly sorry? And, again, loved that the women just called her basically on her bluff. Like, you aren't sorry. And this is where it starts to spiral for Sarah because she feels attacked you know, she's still upset, Mm -hmm. but she's deciding she's going to stay, but she's still isolating herself. And I get that, you know, you're there for Matt and the right reasons, whatever, but you're like, part of the experience is, you know, just being part of the house and Mm -hmm. like the way she's like sulking and isolating herself. It's really annoying, but also was alarming to me because it's like, how, you know, how much trouble is she really having? Like emotionally, going through what she's going through and of course I was sitting on my couch feeling guilty for being annoyed but also like being really (laughs) empathetic in she's got a lot going on in her head and Mm -hmm. I was conflicted watching her kind of be emotional yeah me too that's exactly how I felt just conflicted because you know watching it I was super annoyed at her and I was kind of just like why are you starting trouble Like you said, like, you shouldn't be just, like, sulking in your room all day. You should be a team player, hang out with the girls, you know? Like, that's the first, like, easiest way to outcast yourself and make enemies is just ignoring everyone all day and then acting, you know, however. And, yeah, it was tough because it's like, who am I to say that she isn't having a really tough time? Like, she could be having a more difficult time than the other women, but surface level, like, it doesn't seem that way. It seems like she's kind of like, I'm not getting all the attention. So I kept going back and forth the entire episode of being like, I can't really judge her. And then I'm like, but it's The Bachelor. I'm going to judge her. Like, <laughs> that's why we watch the show. So I was conflicted. Absolutely. Well, I was really caught off guard because obviously Sarah crashed this date, took time away from the other women. They're riled up. But I thought we were going to get back to the date and Matt kind of just waltzes in and I felt like it was really random and he gave a rose to Rachel. Yeah. Just like sat down and was like, here you go. And it was like, wait, how did we get from Sarah crashing the date to now Rachel has a rose in her hand? Like we didn't really see any of the date or any conversations. And, you know, it really goes to show, I think, how much time Sarah took from these other women. Yeah, I agree. And I got to the point where, like, she she took over the night that when Matt was starting to say, like, talk about giving out the rose, I thought he was going to say, I want to give it to Sarah. Like, part of me was like, oh, my God, this is going to get so chaotic because it was, like, her night. She took over. I felt like, you know, he had a good conversation with Rachel, but at least they didn't show us, like, anything, 
you know, in, insanely, you know, amazing or a really great connection that they had. So I was kind of like, please don't give it to Sarah. Like she just pops up out of nowhere. I'm back and he gives it to her. I would have screamed. I think we would have seen like <clears throat> physical violence on our television. Had yeah. Happened. Like, they, the words have been exchanged. I think if she got a rose, like people would have thrown hands. I truly, truly think that. <laughs> Yeah, these women are like fed up and like rightfully so, you know, again, it's a competition, mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, play the game. But there's like, where's your integrity? You got to respect the process of The Bachelor. If you're not on the group date, don't crash the date. Like, what are you doing? You wouldn't do that to someone's one on one. Why are you crashing the group date? Yeah, it's yeah, it's always weird when they do that. I'm kind of just like you really like I said, you can't just wait another day like Matt and Sarah had a really good one-on-one -on -one date, so she's not in danger. Like, there's no urgency needed here. I don't know. No, she does things on her own time. Especially, I feel like, Taisha and Claire's season, we saw a number of, like, random popping into the <laughs> hotel room. Like, hey, can I chat? Yeah. So we've seen how other people have just, like, you know, waited till the bachelor bachelorette was free. Yeah. Had their awkward <laughs> conversation and then went about their day. So we've seen how it's done, Sarah. What are you doing? Why do you feel the need to just be selfish and think your time is more important? Yeah. Oh, boy. She was, uh, it was frustrating. But it wasn't the last of my frustrations on the episode. <laughs> because we get the date card. And again, everyone's like, where's Sarah? She's upstairs, like, sulking. Yeah. And then Serena P gets the one-on-one, -on -one, right? And everyone's like, where's Sarah? And Matt is like, I'm going to go check on her. So she gets uh, more one-on-one -on -one time with Matt because she's up in her bed having a moment. And again, it's like, this is a really nice strategy. Personally, I would be very turned off because you seem like needy, mm -hmm. but Matt seems to like be very content, like comforting her. And it's a really good play if you want more one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah, this is when I kind of started to be like, okay, she's a little manipulative, I think. Like, okay, she might be going through a really tough time, but I don't know. The whole way it went down kind of just made me feel, like, uncomfortable about it. Like, she was, you know, manipulating the situation. And then I kept seeing on Twitter, like, oh, like, another Bachelor lead rewarding bad behavior and, like, comparing that to Peter. And I was like, no. We are not going down this. Like, I was like, this is one instance. Like, give him a pass now, I think. Like, three strikes and you're out type of thing. Because I really hope that's not, you know, a pattern. And I don't know. It was just so... It was just left a bad taste in my mouth that she was, like, crying. And he, like, jumped on the bed and was like, your bed's comfy. Right before he has a one-on-one -on -one date, I was like, ugh, you, you didn't have to do that. You could have been like, are you okay? I got a one-on-one. -on -one. See you later. Like, I don't yeah. know. It was, it was uncomfortable. It was. I, yeah, I left a bad taste in my mouth as well. Like you said, he could have just popped his head in. Hey, my dude, you good? You alive? <laughs> you breathing? Like, all is well? I need water. What's up? I got to go. I got a date. The yeah. producers will take care of you. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think we as viewers get the luxury of seeing, like, everything. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the women downstairs don't know what happened. Um, which almost makes it better because I'm sure they assume the worst. But I think that she is kind of manipulative. And there's the small part of me that does try to humanize her and whatever, but she's going through it. But at a certain time, like everyone has their struggles. And I think someone said this in last night's episode, like we don't know everyone's story. Mm -hmm. So like have empathy, but also 
Sarah, you know, everyone's tired, everyone's stressed. This is jealousy is something we all feel. You're not special. Like everyone is struggling with those same feelings of jealousy and like exhaustion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think that's why all the women were so frustrated because everyone, you know, just kept saying, we're having a hard time too. Like we're also dating him, all of us. So, you know, what you're feeling, we're probably feeling it or else like they would be sociopaths if they didn't feel, you know, any type of jealousy or frustration. So, yeah, I don't know. I still just don't know how I feel about her. I think it's going to, even though she left, I think it's just going to take a few weeks for me to reflect and come to a conclusion there. I totally agree. <laughs> I'm uh, this isn't the last of Sarah from this episode, but we are going to take a break uh, on the podcast, but also a break from talking about Sarah. And we'll be right back after this message. All right, as promised, a little break from complaining about Sarah. Uh, we're going to talk about Serena P's one-on-one date. Uh, Serena, for me, is someone that I think has kind of been in the shadows. She hasn't really started much drama, mm-hmm. and it's still early enough in the season where I'm asking, who's that? Who's that? Um, but she had a one-on-one date with Matt, and I was really charmed by her. Yeah, I agree. I think they did like a teaser in the beginning of the episode that kind of showed like a clip of their one-on-one date, and I was like, oh... Like, Serena P, I like her. Like, I don't know why. I just get a good feeling for her. I feel like she just, like, seems super positive, always smiling. And, like, anytime we did hear her say something, which wasn't frequently, um, it was something, like, you know, nice and normal. So I was, like, I was rooting for her. And then the one-on-one date they had was so cute. And they hung out with donkeys. So, like, win-win. Okay, you call it cute. I <laughs> like dogs, but I'm not like an animal person where I would uh. want donkeys like in my face. So I was horrified, might be a stretch, <laughs> but like the thought of just like donkeys, and I mean, they were s- swarmed as dramatic. I need to settle down. But there were like three donkeys like in their face. Like the donkeys yeah. were like touching them as they're trying to have a picnic. And Serena handled it. So much better than I would have. She was just like very, very charming. And I was like, you know what? I love you. Pour one out for all of our normal pe- people that go on the show and don't get airtime because they're not like crazy. They're not rude. They're just normal people. And that's how I felt about Serena. Like very, very down to earth. I enjoyed their date, but there was nothing like to dissect there. Totally. Yeah. I think they had just like a normal like first date type of conversation. Like she made fun of him for liking turtles. And then like he asked how her experience on the show is. They talked a little bit about her parents. And that was kind of it. It's like, okay, like you're, you're in real life, you don't get deep into your traumas on the first date. So I'm glad that they didn't really do that. Yeah, it was so vague. The the one I guess, you know, life experience she shared or intimate not even using air quotes but she said her dad wasn't thrilled that she was going on the show yeah and again I think that's something that might be relatable for a lot of people is you know once you're on the show like everything is out there your socials are just dissected by all of Bachelor Nation and I can imagine that's really intimidating for a lot of people and like your friends and your family so just another instance of feeling like this cast of women is like very down to earth and I'm like oh yeah I feel that me too Serena my, I don't know think my dad would like this either <laughs> yeah me both. yeah and I think I wonder if it was because she said it you know with a smile on her face and was like super positive about it mm-hmm. kind of just like 
moved past it that they didn't like dissect that any deeper if he was kind of like well I'm glad you're here so you know like screw your dad it's fine which I thought was just so funny because I feel like usually in past seasons they'd be like well are you like do you feel like you would stay do you feel like your dad would approve of an engagement and all that stuff and this time I was kind of like okay yeah makes sense next topic like it just rolled right through so I liked it exactly how I feel about Matt though he's just like okay okay like he's very very chill which again in real life love but as my bachelor I'm like I need a little more from you buddy but it was it was cute to see she was very chill and he was down to earth and I I liked their date so I was charmed um but not much more to talk about there because um back from our brief Sarah hiatus, um we're back to talking about her because um they have another date card and of course Sarah's like oops can I sneak in like comes out of hiding for this date card yeah and this is where I think everything comes to a head because it's truly where the women um I don't think she was attacked I think that's a stretch but they definitely laid in to her being uh, manipulative with her time with Matt. And I don't condone bullying, but I'm kind of like proud of the women for calling out her behavior. Yeah, I agree. I think there was like a fine line, like some of them, like I think Katie like called her out and said like, we're feeling the same type of way, you know, like it's all hard. It's hard for all of us. But then some of them were legitimately mean that I was like, damn, like I yelled at the TV because I was shocked. Like Victoria, of course, Victoria is the season villain, quote unquote. <laughs> so she was she was really rude. And then Kit, too, said something like, I hope your connection with Matt is like real because your time in the house with us is going to be horrible. And I was like, oh, my God, like this girl really pissed everyone off. So I thought some of the things that were said were kind of, you know, took it too far. But I also agree, like, I'm glad they said something because obviously they were all really upset. So you got to say something. But some of them, you know really angry and I wanted to know like did anything else happen like are you good like they were they were really you know super angry yeah if there's someone in life you don't want to piss off it's the people you're trapped in a house with and can't escape Uh so you know I get it you want your one-on-one time with Matt but like at what cost of being like emotionally bullied and you know who knows if they're touching your things like I wouldn't put anything past people that are just trapped in a house with no phone and, like, very little sleep for weeks on end. So, uh, yeah, okay. I'm glad they did it. (laughs) Maybe they could have been a little more mature Mm -hmm. with their their word choice. We don't need to, like, bully anyone. Um, But, yeah, shades of, like, middle school mean girl. (laughs) Some of them. So, of course, Sarah was upset. And this is where... Last season, I think we talked a lot about, like, the real conversations that we've seen on The Bachelor. And I got a little teary-eyed at Katie and Sarah talking um, because I feel like Katie has a maturity about her that's, like, she's so goofy. She's very comfortable. And she went and talked to Sarah and was just like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. this is this is wild. And Sarah, of course, explains about her father. And you see, it was like out of a movie, a single tear <laughs> down Katie's cheek. And she's just like, I lost my father in 2012 and I didn't get to say goodbye. Like, you should be spending every moment 
because Sarah literally said it's not a year's thing. It could be weeks. Yeah. Like, Why are you on the, that's judgmental. That's judgmental. A genuine question though. Why, why are you isolating yourself from him if he's only got weeks and, you know, you talk about how important he is. It was more just kind of like, what's going on? Like, are you, are you comfortable with the decision you made? Um, so it was really just a beautiful moment, I think, of like two women kind of talking about a very like traumatic, life altering experiences, but also a moment where I was like, wait a minute, like, why would you go on The Bachelor right now? Like, this isn't the best time for you. And like, I felt really, really bad. Yeah, completely agreed. I think this is when I was like, I'm all for Katie now. Like she's such a, she seems like such a well-rounded person. And I'm glad that she went to go talk to Sarah because she was bullied. So it's kind of like, all right, guys, I'm going to go see if she's okay. Like, I don't, I don't want her to like, you know, this to be a huge traumatic experience for her, which I guess it has been. But um, yeah, so I love Katie. And then also like I texted my friends and I literally said, I'm not being judgmental here. I just want to know why Sarah went on The Bachelor. Like it was just like, mm-hmm. it's very odd. Like, We know she's a good person. She left her job in San Diego, moved back home to take care of her dad. Okay, that's amazing. Um, And then she went on The Bachelor. Like, it's just confusing to me. And like, like you said, I'm not I'm really not being judgmental about it. I just really want to know why, like, what was the reasoning there? Doesn't it doesn't really add up to me. And I thought, you know, I don't know, it was really sad. And I thought their conversation was really good. I'm glad that somebody reached out to Sarah and that they had that type of connection there, which was good. Um, and <laughs> I don't know though. Then I also just got annoyed because she told Katie, like, it's not just because the girls are bullying me. It's because of my dad. And then when she goes to talk to Matt, she brings nothing up about her dad and says the women attacked me. And that's why she was leaving. She literally <laughs> brought up phrases like I was attacked. She called them cruel and malicious. Which, you know, like we said, maybe some of the things we said crossed yeah. the line. But I also don't think that, you know, the comments the women were making, it's not what they said, it's how they said it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Sarah can't even recognize where these women are coming from and just throw them under the bus to Matt. It's like, you're leaving. And he's pursuing a relationship with these women. Why are you ending on like bad terms? Like you, you rubbed everyone the wrong way. You don't need to throw them under the bus. You know, you have all of America asking, why did you go on The Bachelor? It was just really off-putting because I think, you know, the first couple episodes, we talked about how well she carried herself and like mm-hmm. how beautiful she was and just, you know, leaving your career to support your family. Like there's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. And for her to be on this pedestal in my book to being really disappointed in her. I sound like a mom. I'm so disappointed <laughs> in her. This episode, it's, I was shocked how quickly she did a 180. And, um, you know, over the next couple of days, I'm definitely curious if she's doing any press about, you know, answering that question. What was your thought process? Because uh, I don't think you could find a single person who, you know, has a relationship with someone who's, you know, experiencing that kind of decline in the quality of their life. Um, and they would tell you that they would go isolate themselves for weeks on end. It just, it it really doesn't add up. And I, we spent hours dissecting it last night, watching the episode. I I just don't, I don't get it. Yeah. I really don't get it at all. And I want to know, like, I hope like 
somebody does ask her if she does press or anything or even like in an Instagram comment or something like explain yourself Sarah because I need answers and I still I like her you know like I think that she's a good person and everything but the way she left too was just like not not good and I kept yelling at the TV like tell Matt that Katie consoled you and that Katie's a good person like put in a good word for her because you're leaving you know like she made it seem like the entire house was like shunning her even though she started it and yeah I don't like the way that she left at all I think that's something I really don't like in a person is when they you know it's they don't take accountability for why things you know the universe and people and like your job or whatever like there's all valid frustrations but how much of it is because of what you're doing or like what Mm. you're putting out and just no accountability and it sucks because I, I did really like her. Um, but I don't know if you saw this. It's all flooding back to me. Um, I check the Daily Mail snap story every morning. That is the first thing I do while I drink my coffee, like the trash that I am. And <laughs> yesterday or the day before, there was a story about Sarah was out with, did you see this Jeezy in like March? Yes. And that should have been my first red flag that I wasn't going to like her, that she was, you know, out spotted with him um, in March. But at the time she was quote mystery woman, like no one knew who she was <laughs> only to find out like almost a year later, it's Sarah, the latest villain from <laughs> the bachelor 2021. Yeah. I was so shocked to see that, especially because I frequent the bachelor Reddit all the time. And <laughs> I saw somebody shared an article like from back when she was spotted with him and I forget what website it was, but they named her a, a model, like some model that exists. They were like, this is who g is with, whatever. And somebody shared it on Reddit and was like, doesn't this look like Sarah? And I was like, oh, it does look like her, but like they say it's, you know, this other model. And then a few days later, I see everywhere like Sarah from The Bachelor went out with g And I was like, whoa, I guess that was her. Like I, I need the details behind the relationship. And I hope somebody asks her about that too, because we also need answers on that. I have so many questions for her and if she hits us with a like you don't know what was going on in my head vague answer you're right Sarah I don't know what was going on in your head that's why I need an answer a concrete explanation of what was going on in your head um she's been tiktoking a lot so um I saw you know I've been watching those maybe she'll (laughs) give us a nice 60 second update on her life um but I, I just want to know. And, you know, I hope that since filming that, you know, everything's all right. But she shows a, a rough episode. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I don't think going on The Bachelor was best for her. I'll leave it at that, you know. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it was a good fit in this chapter of her life. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. And she even kept saying, like, I, you know, I just am not cut out for this. And it was like, well, at least you recognized it early on, I guess. Early on, she's already there. Like, are you that out of touch (laughs) with who you are as a person that it takes getting there to be like, I I love when people just are like, I have, you know, uh, loyalty issues from my past, but this is triggering to me. (laughs) It's like, okay, like, were you unaware of how the 25 years of the show has existed like you're basically all sister wives trying to compete for the same (laughs) like we know how this works so it it cracks me up but it does Mm. get me you know riled up every season when 
they just talk about how, how tired they are and how hard. I didn't think it would be this hard. Yeah. Did you think it was going to be easy, though? Like, where, where where's the disconnect? Um, <laughs> just, like, every time I'm shouting at the TV, like, you know what you signed up for. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. And I, like, yeah, like you said, you should know yourself well enough to know if you can handle that. Like, I'm not a person to, you know, really stamp never on something, but I'm never going on The Bachelor. Like, I know for me, I would, I would not survive. I would not be good. So it's like, especially the timing in Sarah's life right now, it's like, put the two and two together. It's like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, it's been like a tough year for everyone. And I think you just got to take care of your mentals. And it's a time to be selfish and really prioritize your mental and physical health um as we're like navigating a pandemic yeah so um I would encourage everyone maybe now is not the time in your life to take a leap of faith and leave the stability of your inner circle but I'm no (laughs) but that's just I think what I would tell my friends is maybe not now um so I get yeah that was I could talk about Sarah forever um but I think my biggest takeaway from the episode is how much I liked Victoria. Um, <laughs> I've complained about, you know, if you're going to be that like kitschy villain, you got to do it well. And I was underwhelmed by her performance the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. And this week I was like, there it is. Her story, <laughs> like her little one-liners being like kind of bratty in the house. I loved every second of her <laughs> screen time this week. Every second of it. I still don't like her, but I will say that she's way more entertaining now. Like, for sure. Like you said, she's becoming more of the villain type now instead of just being whiny and annoying. Um, So, yeah, we'll see. I wonder if we're going to do, like, a complete 180 by the time she leaves and we're like, we love Victoria. such a good person. Like, you don't know her story. Don't judge her. Um, I'm sure we won't. But, yeah, it's... (laughs) It is funny. And I feel like the women in the house like her too now. Like when she did her dirty talk love scene, everyone was like crying, laughing, and she ended it with like, yes, queen. And everyone was like, yeah, that's your thing. Like we get it now. So I think she fits in now, which is weird. I love it. It shades of um, our complicated relationship with Bennett last season. (laughs) We went in hating him and then we were charmed early on. And then it spiraled out of control again. So um, I think I'm on the high right now on that like, Bennett roller coaster where I'm like, okay, Victoria, like, I can get on board with this act. And I'm sure by the end of the season, um, especially because they're teasing new women coming into the house, which I love the chaos. I love it. Same. I hope that it's next week because I feel like, I mean, they've been te- teasing it since before the season started. And it's kind of like, all right, bring, yeah, like you said, like bring on the chaos. So I really hope it's next week and then we can see, you know, the Victorias, the Kits freaking out. I'm sure we'll see some of the nicer girls freaking out as well because it is pretty messed up to do to just bring in five more girls. So I'm excited to see that just for the entertainment of it all. I'm so excited. And they keep teasing that clip of the woman being like, guess they saved the best for last, which is so cheesy. But I'm living for it. I'm so excited. I think it's been a really good season so far. We're only three episodes in. We have, I'm sure, a lot more chaos to unpack. And I hope you guys join us on this Bachelor journey. We record every week, so be sure to like and subscribe to the Can I Steal You For A Second podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.